Hello and welcome to another case file. Okay, uh, forgive the hair, I've just got out of the shower, so. Anyway, this story is from Neil and it goes to show that these strange encounters that we'll be covering on case files won't always be the typical sightings you expect. You know, Dogman, Bigfoot, ghosts, there's UFOs, maybe, you know, sorts of things. No, this one is, well, I'll get into the story and you can see for yourself, but it's very strange. This is a story. The creature I saw when I was at comp school in year one, it was strange and probably my imagination, but I remembered how it scared me and how real it was to me. On the way to school, I used to cut through some woods. It was there I first saw it, small, about eight to 12 inches. It only looked as if it was made of straw or mud. Kind of looking like a kite, which I presume is another word for sprite or goblin. Okay, but this thing had cat's eyes. I first saw it under a tree and felt like it was watching me. As I was only young, I hightailed it out of there as fast as I could. Anyhow. I was thinking about this all day at school and decided to walk along that way home again. It was on the way home when I was crossing the grassy roundabout that I glanced across the road and once again I saw it there under the signpost for the road looking at me. I ran home really fast and went straight upstairs to bed because as you know at that age you always feel safe in bed. That night, I remembered hiding in my room and listening for any noises. Eventually, I fell asleep. Anyhow, it was now the weekend, and I was due to go out with my parents. I remember I sat back. Sorry, I remember I sat in the back of my dad's Rover, going round the roundabout, looking through the back window. To my relief, it had gone. I told myself it had been my imagination the whole time, and started to feel better. But on the way home, to my horror, it was back, and this time on the other side of the roundabout. I remember the feeling of fear that I had when I saw it again. My heart sank into my chest. I had to tell someone, but not my parents. So that Sunday, I went round to tell my friend. At first, he tried to laugh. It, laugh sorry, at first, he tried to laugh it off. But he could see how serious I was. I talked him into going to see it for himself. And of course, being kids at that age, we got told up, like grabbed the thickest sticks we could find on the way. This made us feel much braver. And for some reason, also, there was two of us, which helped. We arrived at the roundabout and sure enough, there it was under the road sign. I pointed out and my friend looked at me and agreed it looked strange. But it seemed lifeless this time, a mud and straw statue. My friend went over and poked it with a stick and I watched it fall over. He then began to beat it and smash it into pieces. The thing was destroyed, mud and straw all over the place. I felt much better at seeing it was just mud and straw. And I went home much happier, exploring and jumping off garage roofs, etc. I slept well that night and went to school as normal. 
Checked the roundabout, was all clear, even the straw had gone. Must have blown away, I thought to myself. We did not mention it at school, and we got on the day, got on with the day as normal. That afternoon, my friend was coming round to mine after school, and we were walking home together. We both approached the roundabout. We both looked at the sign and could not believe what was there, the same straw and mud figure, but this time on the opposite side of the sign. We both ran all the way home. We never went back that way to school, neither of us. Over time, we put this to the back of our minds, as you do when you're kids. I have, of course, seen... Uh, sorry, I have, of course, been past that roundabout since and never seen anything again. But for some reason, I've never forgotten about it. I lost contact with my friend as we grew up, and I know it's strange, but I've always filed it away in the back of my mind. Okay, and then there's a little bit of, you know, back and forth between me and Neil. And then uh, he's just put, um, I'm unsure as to what I've actually seen. I've tried to Google it, but to no avail. I'm open-minded, but I also know that kids' imaginations can run away with them. Um, and then he goes on to say that he's not even told his wife about this, which is, you know, pretty common in these sorts of situations. But again, you know, there's so many stories going back through, you know, history where, especially with the, the fairy folk, because essentially that's what we're talking about here when we're talking about these little little people um, in the UK, slightly different in America, because when we talk about little people over there, we're talking about these sort of like uh, miniature Sasquatch or Homo uh, Flensis, is it? That sort of thing, you know, covered in here. And not like to see in the, the, the museums and all that, you know. But... They obviously these little people have the ability to disappear, reappear. I've seen one myself do that, um, and I know another guy who was watching to have a, a bit of a uh, tug of war, and as soon as they noticed him, just blinked out of our reality. Um, so these things do happen. Obviously, it's difficult for people to believe that haven't seen it, and I imagine Neil would be the same in this case. You know, if you told him these things exist and he hadn't seen this, he probably would tell you that they don't. And that's uh, fair. But uh, there's so much in here, you know, him going back and it not being there, him going back with a friend and it being there, but in a different location, them smashing it, it going and then it being back again. So clearly what he saw was moving. So, you know, so that rules out like a scare. Because people, particularly in England, they have these village fates every now and again where they'll have a scarecrow competition. All right, so you might see... I don't know, Spider-Man or whatever it is. And, you know, they'll, they'll, whatever, I don't know what the prize is, but there'll be a raffle and then someone will win a prize for the best scarecrow. Um, but it, this is clearly not that because the journey to school and back, you would have seen more than one uh, scarecrow. You wouldn't just have one scarecrow on a roundabout that was randomly moving every day. Um, again, these things change normally to the eye of the beholder. Um, you've heard many, many, many accounts now on the show and probably in other places where people can observe an object in the sky and both observe different things. Again, I've had that myself where uh, I was traveling with a friend. Uh, he could see a triangle craft in the sky. I couldn't see anything. 
Uh, and again, other cars on the road, some cars were stopping, a lot of cars were just carrying on. So clearly those people couldn't see anything or were interested um, and other people could. Uh, but again, we were in the same car, same place, looking at the same piece of sky. He can see it, I can't. You wear that with ghost stories. Um, strangely enough, you wear that with... I don't know if you've any, any of you have come across Linda Moulton Howe. You probably have. But she tells a couple of stories. You know, she's been a little bit more open nowadays than what she was, you know, early on. But she's getting on now. So she can be. But she tells stories of... Um, aliens or some sort of being that's that's not human but looks human all right i don't know if that makes sense um if if you've seen the film they live um if you haven't seen the film they live go watch it it's got the the best and the shittest fight scene in it yeah it goes on forever literally um but it's brilliant you know it's one of them where it's like you can't look away but you want to look away but anyway, that, that, that's just a particular scene in the film. The, the film itself is about... Well, I won't tell you what the film is about. Go and watch it. If you haven't seen They Live, which I think a lot of you will have now. It's on Prime and Netflix and all that. But go and watch They Live. And um, Linda Bonton-Hall talks about that, where she was in a shop. She got a strange feeling. and the, the, She was at a carousel. I think it was sunglasses. And on the opposite side of the carousel, there was somebody there. And she just got a really weird feeling from this person and she tried to look that way and the person ducked the other way and she ducked back the other way and he ducked, he or she ducked the other way. And it, they did this for a little bit until she sort of moved around the carousel to get a look at this person. This person clearly knew that she was onto him uh, and he left the shop. So she never got a, a good look at him, but she knew instinctively that she was in the presence of something strange. Um, and again, these people coming back to the story uh, these people can be seen by two observers but very different um, beings if you want to call it that I mean they're essentially people but some people might see so someone might look at them and they'll see black eyes right just pure black eyes um, and they know straight away there's something strong, wrong with this person they can be with a crowd of people and the crowd of people won't see the black eyes they'll just see a normal person and then when they say you know did you see that and everyone's like what so sometimes we can see through the, the matrix, if you want to call it that. Um, but again, on this case, you know, there's enough here. And again, I know we do this thing where we, I couldn't have seen that, it can't be real. You know, it must be my imagination. And he probably, you know, he refers to that maybe three or four times in this, in this uh, short letter. Again, that's... It's just human nature, you know. It's it's very, you know, it's a paradigm shift, isn't it? To know these things are real. I imagine it's the same if you encounter, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a grey alien. I'm not I'm not saying to do this, by the way, but, you know, let's just go with it. But you, you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a grey alien there. You know, you might think that there's aliens. You might know that there's aliens, you know, logically speaking. But you're seeing one, you know. And it is a paradigm shift. Now, whether you go and tell people about that, um, you know, people are different. But you try, you try your best to sort of say, I, I imagined that, you know. It gives you some sort of comfort, doesn't it? So, you know, same, you know, you say we're heaven, isn't it, when you're dying, you know, you want to know you're going to heaven because it gives you some sort of comfort. People, it's just human nature. Um, but anyway, that's the story in a nutshell. 
I'm sure that there's people out there that have had similar things happen, um, particularly in England. I know there's a, there's a lot more goes on, like, you know, in, in Scotland, in Ireland, and these sorts of places with things like this. Uh, little people obviously seen a bit more in, like, um, America, uh, well, you know, Canada, way on that sort of thing. But again, it's, it's slightly different little people. Um, they can be, like, little Bigfoots. Um, Whereas so this, what we're talking about, is more like a goblin. And that's kind of what he's saying. He saw, he saw like a goblin creature covered in, um, you know, in more, basically disguised itself like a, like a ghillie suit. Um, to do that, you know, I've heard people, I've heard people talk about Bigfoots where they disguise themselves with uh, mud and, um, you know, a lot of the, you know, Native American tribes used to talk about seeing them with... Um, Hard and mud and things like that. It was almost like an armor to some to some degree. Uh, you know, if they shoot them with their arrows and they'd had hard mud on them and stuff like that. So you know, Bigfoots do it. So I, I don't know why goblins wouldn't do it. Uh, and again, is it just perception? Is what he's seeing, what his mind's allowing him to see, rather than what was actually there? You know, and in these cases, that does happen. But anyway. If you've got a story similar to this or very different even, but if, as long as it's strange, we want to hear about it. So get in contact with us at uh, supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to put uh, a WhatsApp number in the group as well. So if you just want to message us on there, then you can do that. If that's easier for you, I think a lot of people don't like email. Whatever. Um, get it over to us and uh, well, obviously we'll either get you on the show or we'll read it out like this. So... That being said, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, obviously subscribe there. But make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well, Bizarre Tales Podcast, the one with the owl. Um, that's enough shit, isn't it, for today? So thank you very much for joining us, uh, support us, all that good stuff. I know you do. Uh, fantastic, well, not all of you, you know, just a few of you, a handful of you, ten of you, whatever. But the rest of the thousands listening, you know, try it. You might like it, you know. Give give a little bit, you know. Um, to the hard world and all that but that being said we'll see you on the other side and uh, the next case file will be along shortly <laughs>